So uh, let's, uh, without further ado, let's get our Bibles as our, as our custom. Let's lift them up and wave them around. Make Jesus glad and the devil mad. Let's say this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I've tuned in tonight with a hungry heart. I want more of the Word. I want more of your Spirit. Lord, I thank you for the Word and the Spirit putting me over in every circumstance of life. I have the victory in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Let's turn in our Bibles to a couple of places. Uh, first, let's go to uh, 1 Peter chapter 5. And also, pretty close to that is Revelation chapter 12. We'll read a couple of verses here and get started. Uh, 1 Peter 5, 8. And uh, Peter is writing to the church. He said, be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. And then in Revelation chapter 12, uh, starting with verse 11, talks about... Uh, the devil. It says, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and, to, and, of the, and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that his time is short. And so tonight, I just wanted to share a message entitled, Victory Through the Blood. Hallelujah. <laughs> Victory Through the Blood. Oh, thank God for the precious blood of Jesus. You know, uh, it's a major key to overcoming the devil. You know, we don't have to win the war, but we do have skirmishes, and we have battles from time to time, and we're not... We're not ever fighting from the standpoint of victimhood. We're, stand, we're, we're fighting from the standpoint of victory. We're on top. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the devil is, knows his time is short. He's crazy mad, the Bible says. And we can kind of look around and see that right now. I mean, just the violence, the, the craziness, the lawlessness, you just name it. And he's looking for any way to gain advantage and for a Christian, his, really his only hope is to catch somebody uh, either who's not well taught, who doesn't know and hasn't been taught about the value of the blood of Jesus, or else they're sleeping and not watching. You know, Ephesians uh, 4.27 says, give no place to the devil. That tells me the devil can't take a place unless we give it to him. And uh, I think, you know, Peter was on to something. He said, be sober, be vigilant. You know, uh, watch all the time, one, one version says. Watch all the time. We don't watch in fear. We, we watch to be consistent. We, listen, and consistency lies the power. You know, the minute you just kind of relax and just veg out, you're not watching. And how do we watch? Well, we watch mainly in prayer and being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You know, soldiers have to watch, even in peacetime. If you're, you're, in, the, you're in the service, they're going to have a watch, and you've got to stand to watch. And uh, shepherds watched the Bible. They, they had to keep a watch at night. And, uh, and so we have to watch in prayer 
and listen to the Holy Ghost. You know, there's a Godward side to this, and there's a manward side. The Godward side is to warn us. He's on the inside. The Holy Spirit's on the inside. He will warn us. But on the flip side of that, if we're not paying attention, <laughs> you know, if we're just kind of, like I said, vegging out, seeing we're not doing our part. And so, uh, you know, Peter said, look, you know, he's, he's like a lion. You know, lions slip up on their prey. They don't just come rolling up there <laughs> in all their glory, ready to pounce. I mean, they've got to sneak, you know, through the brush and through the grass and everything, get up close enough, you know, to get, you know, advantage in surprise. That's the way the devil is. He's not a lion, but he's as a lion. And, uh, and so many times we're warned and we don't even know the, know the warning. Brother Hagin tells the story about a, a pastor friend of his that uh, him and his family uh, decided to go out to eat one evening and his wife and a couple of kids and they arrived at the restaurant, sat down. And, you know, he began to have this urgency to go back home. <laughs> and I mean, it's embarrassing to get up. I mean, the waitress is on her way over there. She's going to find, you know, get their drink order, going to, going to wait on them. And, and here they said, you know, we need to get back home right now. It's, I just, I feel an urgency to get back home. And, uh, and so they, they left and got in the car. And when they got home, there was a small fire on, the, on their cooktop, their stovetop in the kitchen. And it hadn't spread yet, but if they had not come home, it would have gotten worse and they probably would have had their house burned down. And, uh, and so what happened? Well, the Holy Ghost warned him in his spirit. And thank God he obeyed that. And they were able to put the fire out without you know, much trouble. They went ahead and called the fire department. They came and, and made sure the fire was out, but they had already basically prevented any major damage. They had little damage, but not much. Thank God for the warning of the Holy Ghost. So uh, here in Revelation, it tells us that we overcome the devil uh, several different ways. Number one, by the blood of the Lamb. See, we need to meditate and confess the scriptures concerning the blood. You know, um, Romans 5, 9, we're justified by his blood. Romans 3, 25, we, he is the propitiation through faith in his blood. Propitiation means mercy seat. So he's made us worthy through the shedding of his blood. We don't ever have to feel like we deserve uh, trouble. No, I tell you, Jesus justified us. I like 1 Peter 1.18. I confess it just about every day. You know, I'm redeemed by the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Now, that's my confession every day. So we overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and then by the word of our testimony. Years ago, 40 plus years ago, I was listening to Derek Prince on the radio, KJOJ Conroe. <laughs> And he was one of the ones that I would listen to every day. Charles Capps, Derek Prince, R.W. Shambach, Kenneth E. Hagan, those four. That was quite a lineup. Fifteen minutes apiece. I'd spend an hour every morning listening to them on radio no matter what. I, I just rode around in my vehicle listening to that hour's worth of teaching. And I remember one day Derek Prince was teaching on the blood. He, he taught on the blood all that week, 15 minutes at a time. And he was stressing and that Cambridge English, you know, had such a, it was a contrast of, of voices. You know, you had 
you know, had R.W. Schambach, you know, you thought he was African-American, you know, <laughs> you didn't know what, what he was. I'd never seen him before. And uh, you've got uh, Charles Capps, real countryfied. And then you've got Derek Prince is real <laughs> Cambridge English. So, but he was teaching on uh, that, that verse, uh, the word of our testimony is about our testimony of what the blood has purchased for us. It's not giving our Christian testimony how we got saved. It's talking about confessing the word and what the blood has done for us. Well, we've got to meditate on the blood. We've got to meditate on the scriptures. And so that is you release the word about the blood against Satan and over your loved ones, over yourself, over your circumstances. Praise God. The word of our testimony. You know, uh, in, in Exodus 12, 7, it talks about, you know, just as the death angel was coming into Egypt and he was going to kill the firstborn of every person, the Jews were exempted by taking a, a, a branch of hyssop. A hyssop was a tree. They would dip the, the hyssop in the blood of the lamb that they had slain and they would strike their doorposts. And by that, the the death angel passed over. And that's what Passover is all about, celebration of the passing over uh, of judgment. The judgment passed over the dwellings of all the Jews and only entered into those who didn't have a covenant. And, uh, and so uh, they struck their doorposts with the hyssop dipped in the blood of the lamb. Well, you know, your mouth is the hyssop. You know, you just, I like what Brother Mark said, Mark, uh, Hankins, he just says, we need to sling the blood, you know, <laughs> you sling the blood by speaking what the word has done, what the blood has done for you and, uh, and, and, and get that blood working, uh, all over your household, all over your, over the doorposts of your body, over the doorposts of your mind. And, uh, and then the third thing it talks about is love not your lives unto the death. What is that talking about? Does it mean you've got to die for Jesus? Well, it, it's talking about, uh, I like this saying, a victorious warrior must be an obedient servant. A victorious warrior. That's what we're counted at. We're counted as, as in the army of God. A victorious warrior is an obedient servant. There's no such thing as a soldier that disobeys orders. They're not going to be victorious. And so I know we're not servants. I know we're sons and daughters of God, but we have servants' hearts. And if Jesus is Lord, then he's going to want to have something to say about how we spend our money, what we do with our time, where we go to church, who we marry, you know, where we live, what we do for a living, all of those things are under the lordship of Jesus. And so as we uh, apply ourselves to obey God in that area, then, uh, you know, uh, uh, you're dead to your own desires. You're dead to criticism. You're dead to praise. You don't seek praise. You don't, it's not, it doesn't bother you when people criticize you. Don't just melt. And uh, dead to sin. See, we need to reckon ourselves dead to sin, but alive unto God, and uh, dead to our bodies and their desires, our minds yielded to God. So that's what it means to be dead. Love not your life unto the death. It doesn't mean dying for God. It just means putting to death the carnal desires. 
And that way we overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb. You know, another uh, uh, aspect of warfare is pleading the blood. Pleading the blood. What do I mean by pleading the blood? The word plead means to uh, strive, to contend, to conduct a legal case. Since the blood has been shed for you, it has brought you into a place of standing with God. Uh, and you are a son of God. And then you have legal rights for to, to be delivered from any situation. You have legal right to, to have your healing. Uh, you have a legal right for protection. You have a legal right for supply to show up when you need, have a financial need. And so plead the blood over your uh, past, your present, and your future, you know. Plead the blood. You know, sometimes the devil will attack us about our past and start talking to us about the mistakes we've made. Plead the blood. Say, devil, I, I plead the blood over my past. That's under the blood. I have, it has no string on me. Uh, plead the blood over your future. Sometimes we get kind of intimidated. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I don't know what's going to happen about my job. They, they're talking about laying people off. Plead the blood. Put, enter into a legal case about it. Uh, you know, plead the blood over everything concerns you. And uh, again, you strive, you contend, you conduct a legal case. Praise God. <laughs> I, get, I get tickled every time I think about pleading the blood because Brother Osteen had a testimony years ago before he pastored, it was uh, before he became, he left, he was pastor of Lakewood, then he left to go on the field ministry for nine years, I believe it was. He traveled the world, missionary work. And, and it seemed like he said, every time I'd go on the, on the road and be gone from home, Dodie and the kids would either get sick, there'd be some calamity, there'd be some trouble, you know, and it was, I was always coming home into a, you know, a controversy. And so one time uh, he got home, you know, and he, he rested and got up the next day. So, okay, let's all get together. We're going to do something here today. We're going we're gonna to put all this trouble to flight. And so he got Dodie and he got the kids and they all just got in a line like a train. And he was the locomotive and then Dodie was <laughs> behind him and the kids, you know, each. And they got out in the yard and and he, he was got like a choo-choo train. The kids were small. And he said, I, I put the blood, I put the blood, I put the blood, I put the blood. <laughs> and watching him do that up there on the platform, it was so funny. But it was real. I mean, you know, they, he got the children all involved about, and they went all the way around the house, and they put, they pled the blood. They put the blood all around that house to let the devil know, you're not going to take advantage of when I'm gone out of town and try to bring all kind of trouble. So, uh, come on, let's thank God for the blood of Jesus. Let's, let's take advantage of what we have. This is the way to have victory through the blood. Now, the old timers, I heard this taught years ago, and it stuck with me all these years. Uh, the old timers knew something about the blood that I think maybe modern Christians have kind of forgotten. But they talked about holding the blood against certain things holding the blood. Smith Wigglesworth said, you know, in his experience, Christians quit too soon. About the time the answer is about ready to manifest, they give up. And uh, that's true. 
sometimes things are, are not just, they don't change instantly. Sometimes a healing is, is not manifested. You're, you're fighting a symptom. You're fighting a circumstance. Something just keeps on. You're standing against it. You've prayed correctly. You've, you've got a good confession, but things have not moved. And sometimes you just need to hold the blood against stubborn situations until victory comes. And I liken it to a, a, a penetrating oil. Back when I used to, years ago, long years ago, <laughs> used to do a lot of my own mechanic work on my cars. I liked kind of, at first, I kind of liked working on my own car. You know, I do my own tune-ups, oil changes, brake jobs, stuff like that. And when you come against a, a real rusty nut on a bolt and it won't move, you know, you can't, and I didn't have a torch. Sometimes you can put heat on it and loosen it up. But I never had a torch. And so, uh, but I learned about penetrating oil. Liquid wrench was the was what it was called. It was in a spray can. You sprayed and had this nozzle, this plastic tube like WD-40 has. And you squirt that penetrating oil on that boat and just let it sit 15, 20 minutes. And then, you know, most of the time, you might have to do it again one more time, but usually it would get in there and it would penetrate that rust and it would break the threads loose to where you could, you could loosen the nut and take the part, the place, the part get the thing, the thing taken apart where you could fix it. And uh, it's like that. In other words, sometimes situations are reluctant to fi get fixed and you just need to hold the blood. Satan, I hold the blood against you. You know, when you've got situations where you've got uh, a demonic attack of drug addiction or alcohol or any kind of bondage, sometimes those things are not quick fixes. They're not just something that happens. Deliverance just doesn't happen at the snap of a finger. You, if you're not the one involved, even if you are the one involved, I've had to hold the blood over things against uh, that, that I was, you know, experiencing in my body. But um, here, here'd be an example of how to do that. Satan, I hold the blood of Jesus over every foul work and demonic attack of drugs. For instance, if it's drugs, our children are being attacked with this fentanyl. They're, if they survive fentanyl, which is, I mean, it's, that stuff is so bad. It's so toxic that if they, a lot of times these, these drugs are buying, I, I, I heard the testimony of a woman whose two children both died. Uh, they were after drugs and they thought they were getting drugs that would make them feel good and they got fentanyl instead and they both died. And uh, horrible. It's happening all over the country because of our leaky border. Satan, I hold the blood of Jesus over every foul work and demonic attack of drugs or alcohol or bondage toward my son or toward my daughter, toward my granddaughter, toward my grandson, toward my brother, my sister, my mama, my dad. See, you, you get the picture. You hold the blood. And that's something you're going to have to do for a while. And when you do that, you know, like every time you think about it, each day you say, devil, I remind you, I'm holding the blood against you over that situation. I declare their deliverance in Jesus' name. See, you don't have to pray and ask God to do anything. You take and exercise your authority. You've got authority in the name of Jesus, and you've got access to the precious blood of Christ. It is faith in the blood that does the, that does the work. Praise God. <laughs> 
<laughs> Your schemes are brought to naught by the precious blood of Jesus. See, doesn't that make you, man, that makes you feel like a king when you do that. Well, that's kind of the way kings do. They decree things. Now, I'm teaching on the authority of the believer last Sunday, and I'll teach again this Sunday. But, you know, from the standpoint that we're kings, we don't have to beg God to do anything much. We, we know what the blood is purchased. We know what the word says. We can make decrees. We can demand the devil to take his hands off. Amen. <laughs> so this is part of loving not your life unto the death. Sometimes we do uh, in, a, in a certain way. I won't call it suffering, but I mean, we just have to hold on to our faith between the time that we say amen about something and the time that something shows up in the positive. And, and, and loving not your life unto the death, part of that aspect is not giving up and not quitting just because the answer doesn't seem uh, to have shown up just yet. I'm telling you, the blood of Jesus gives us victory. Victory through the blood. Lift your hand and receive tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, for the precious blood of Christ.